New Dimensions Radio has been making a difference on our planet since 1973, thanks to the generosity of our listeners. You too can help make a difference with a tax-deductible donation or membership. Please visit our website, newdimensions.org, and just click the Donate button. We at New Dimensions thank you for your support. I'm Justine Willis-Toms. Today, I'm hosting Dr. Issa Gucciardi, and she is the author of Coming to Peace, Resolving Conflict Within Ourselves and with Others. She is also the founder of the process Depth Hypnosis. Issa, welcome to the New Dimensions Cafe. Thank you, Justine. I'd like to have you talk a little bit about the coming to peace process and depth hypnosis and maybe start off with the idea of something you call insight inquiry. What is that? Well, insight inquiry is a process of asking questions where the question that you generate as the facilitator or as the counselor is always based on something that the client or the patient has said. And so insight inquiry becomes a kind of repelling method for going deeply into any issue. When you say repelling, you don't mean pushing away. You mean repelling into, like when you're repelling into a cave. Okay. You know, each question... Going deeper. Yeah, each question is a jump into the cave on the rope, and then each answer gets you a little bit deeply into the cave, and the next question brings you more deeply into the cave, so that pretty soon you have arrived at the source of the issue that the person is dealing with. And I can give you an example of that if you want to do that. Please, please do. Okay, well, tell me what you did yesterday, and I'll show you how insight inquiry works. Okay, let's see, yesterday was a very busy day for me because I had a meeting with my small little group that meets with political action, and then after that, I went to a play called Religiomania done by a friend that was put on in San Francisco, uh, finally brought this musical to light, which I was just delighted by. So that's what I did. And when you connect with this action group, what kinds of things do you discuss? We discuss what's going on in politics today, what's going on in Congress, what's going on locally. We discuss about going to town hall meetings and what we want to focus on. What is our particular focus? What do we care about? We talk about that. And so we kind of make an agreement within our group about that which really we value and we want to participate in and come up with some sort of action step within our own group. What was the focus that you decided to focus on? One of the things that came up for us was somebody gave a report on Houston and the hurricane. And then someone brought up the idea that the water is really contaminated and how long it's going to be contaminated. And then another person brought up, well, you know, what are we going to do with all this bottled water and the bottles, those plastic bottles, and how they're going to end up in the ocean in this giant garbage patch. And so we had discussed about what could be done about that that seemed like nobody was really talking about. And what did you decide that needed to be done among yourselves? 
So we decided to write to the governor of Texas and offer different ways that these bottles could be collected in a cogent way so that they don't end up in landfill. I had offered the idea of visiting Bali years ago and how in early years when you'd buy something, they would wrap it in banana leaves. And by the time I visited Bali, there were all these plastic bags in the uh, gutters because they didn't know what to do with them. They didn't know that they would be damaging. So our group that was visiting met with the mayor of the town and gave a contribution of how to collect those bags. So... It really helped me to feel effective, even though it may seem like a little thing. I don't know, sometimes you feel so overwhelmed by the enormity of the challenges that we're faced with. I guess our group, we look for those little inroads of where we can be effective with what's close to us. That's wonderful. So there you go. That's Inside Inquiry. That felt good because it got me to the issue that's really at hand. That's right. And it reminded me that we can change the energy of it. And isn't that what we're talking about? Our experience of what's coming at us, the challenges. Right. And we have to understand how we are reacting to things that are coming at us. Like, for instance, when we started that conversation, I could have gone a couple of different places. I could have gone about the religiana. The Re- religiomania. Religiomania, sorry. I could have gone about the play. I could have gone anywhere. Definitely. But because you had this ongoing relationship with this group, that was the reason that I chose to go there because I thought maybe that would take us more deeply within you because it was something that you've been engaged with for a while. And then I asked you a question generally what you did and then I asked you a question specifically what you did and I was going to ask the question, how did it make you feel to be effective? But you already answered it. But so then I was very definitely going with your experience, trying to get to the most pithy, important part of it. And you went there yourself. I didn't have to ask the last question, but I would have if you hadn't gone there. So that's an example of how you follow the lead of the person rather than making a judgment and figuring out a solution or putting on the person what it is that they're feeling. Exactly. So for instance, one of the things that uh, depth hypnosis practitioners are taught never to do is to offer advice or to say, oh, yes, that happened to me too. You know, we're so used to having like a conversation where we're trying to make the other person feel comfortable and trying to create a bridge between you. And actually in depth hypnosis, the main relationship that's important is the relationship that the person has with their deeper self. And so the questions are always leading toward that relationship rather than trying to establish an interpersonal relationship. I want to mention another example that you have in the book that struck me as really important because in some ways we do not have control over another person's attitude and their relationship with the issue. And this goes back to the example of Juan who was from Spain and he left Spain, left his mother. His mother felt quite abandoned And he moved to the U.S. to go to school. And can you give us that example as someone 
who's working in this way of coming to peace and depth hypnosis? Well, you know, the questions that we asked in terms of insight inquiry with Juan was, you know, how did he feel when his mother would not forgive him for leaving Spain? And how did he feel when he was trying to reach his own potential and his mother was angry at him for doing that? So we start with those questions. And by starting with those questions, we helped him understand that he had a positive intention. His positive intention was to fulfill his potential so that he could help his family. And he had not been able to touch that positive intention because he was so busy fending off the grudge that his mother had against him for leaving and feeling guilty about it. But with Inside Inquiry, we were able to help him reach those that deeper understanding of why he was acting and the way he was acting. And he was able to stand up to her grudge making and to her anger by trusting his own knowing of his own positive intention. And that is the kind of thing that insight inquiry is always designed to do, to help you understand your deeper motivation. Because if we don't understand our intentionality and our motivation, we can't act effectively in the world and we can't deal with the way that other people might project their judgments or their ideas about how we should be and be able to resist that in any kind of coherent way. Would you say then, Isa, if we get down past all those layers, as you say, splunking into the cave, (laughs) would you say that basically, if we get down to the deepest layer, that our motivations are good? Well, ultimately, I think everyone does have Buddha nature. This is a Buddhist concept where there's an aspect of the self that is always connected with goodness and compassion and wisdom. And the issue, of course, in Buddhist philosophy is that our karmic engagements have hidden that Buddha nature from us. And in depth hypnosis, it's all about dissolving the karmic patterns so that your Buddha nature can be revealed to you. And so, yes, when a person is moving from their Buddha nature, their intentionality is always going to be positive. But people have a lot of karmic engagements where the intentionality is not positive, and it needs to be challenged. And in depth hypnosis, we have lots of methods for challenging negative intentionality, and it's something that needs to be done. And it's not something that is, you know, fun to do, but it's something that is helpful for people ultimately who do want to change, who do want to emerge out of suffering, and who do want to step into a greater participation with the larger consciousness that their Buddha nature is participating with all the time. Negative intentionality. That's a big concept. I mean, we think that we understand our motivation, but you're saying that There are many layers to this, and inside inquiry can take us deeper and deeper until we finally get to beyond that negative intentionality. Or or help us look at our attachments to our negative intentionality. Like, for instance, his mother was very attached to her negative intention to own him. She didn't think there was any problem with that. And even when she was shown how she was harming him, she was very attached. This is my son. I can tell him what to do. And it doesn't matter if he's happy. What matters is if I'm happy. Well, there's not much you can do with that in terms of trying to create peace with someone like that. You have to go back to your own intentionality. You have to stand in your own understanding. You have to wish her the best in her own attachments and her own way of creating reality, but you don't have to be trapped by it. And 
often we are trapped by other people's negative intention, especially in this situation because she was his mother and he felt like he had to be respectful of her. And actually, we don't have to respect anyone who has a negative intention toward us, whether they're our mother, our father, our child. We, of course, hold them compassionately and we you know, wish the best for them, but we don't have to have respect for that negative intentionality. We can challenge it and we can free ourselves from it by looking deeply within ourselves and asking these kinds of questions that Inside Inquiry helps us well, ask. Well, you can understand how there's a lot of cultural pressure sure. to respect your mother, to love your mother. It could be even a religious pressure sure. to respect your parents and so forth, the Ten Commandments and everything. So... Did she ever come around? Did it ever improve in some way? No, she never came around. He stayed in the States. He did his doctorate. And he did go back. He did become a psychologist. And he did help his community. And she never really forgave him. And, you know, this this thing about grudge-making is something that people deal with all the time, and they don't know how to deal with it. They think there's something wrong with them because someone's unhappy with them. But he got beyond he needing got beyond to fix that. it. That's right, because he could rest in his own positive intention. And, he, and because he could rest in his positive intention, he was able to manifest the fruits of that positive intention in spite of the attack from the grudge-making and the negativity. Oh, Isa, thank you so much for these wonderful examples. I hope that they're helpful to our listeners. I've been speaking with Dr. Isa Gucciardi, and she is the author of Coming to Peace, Resolving Conflict Within Ourselves and with Others. And if you want to know more about her work, you can go to her website, sacredstream.org, or you can get there through the New Dimensions website, newdimensions.org. I'm Justine Willis-Toms. Thank you so much for joining us at the New Dimensions Cafe, and I invite you to please do join us again. You've been listening to the New Dimensions Cafe. This series of shorter interviews features many of the remarkable guests also featured on our internationally syndicated one-hour New Dimensions radio series. To access more than a thousand hours of programs, to subscribe to our newsletters, or to become a member, please visit us at newdimensions.org. New Dimensions Radio has been making a difference on our planet since 1973, thanks to the generosity of our listeners. You too can help make a difference with a tax-deductible donation or membership. Please visit our website, newdimensions.org, and just click the Donate button. We at New Dimensions thank you for your support.